Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. WING 1410 Dayton. Dayton's ESPN Radio. Just in case you didn't get enough football on Saturday, we're here to bring you more. It's our Sunday morning tailgate show, presented by Frickers, right here on 1410 ESPN Radio. All right, good Sunday morning, everyone. Welcome in. It's our Sunday morning tailgate show, and we are live here at Frickers on 741 by the Dayton Mall. Justin Kinner with you here, and Mark Schlemmer. Mark Schlemmer, good morning. And How I'm are you? alive. Yeah, you're good to go. You're still oh. <laughs> Hey, it beats everybody's saying you look yellow. Well, yeah. you know, what do you look like? What are you today? Less yellow. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an answer for that. I was going to say. All right, well, good Sunday morning. I'm mean, into We don't get to talk much anymore, so I'm excited to have you back this morning. We That's got a lot kind of to hard to into. chat from hospital rooms. <laughs> they frown on that. Yeah. A lot to get to. An uh, awful lot. Let's open up with this. How about this? For one, um, I don't know if you heard the other day, Sully from Blackburn Review Podcast came in, and we were, you know, talking a ton of UD, and at the end we talked about, man, what are the chances of game day uh, coming to UD Arena next Saturday? And uh, we were just going back and forth. And a lot of times with game day, it's about the biggest matchup. Um, and I think based on that pattern, next week I thought it was a, you know, a very slim chance. But I think that right now the Dayton Flyers are kind of, it's not about the matchup. It was announced during Friday night's game at UD Arena against Davidson. Dick Vitale comes out. By the way, give UD credit. The way they present everything, I mean, they are they think ahead. I mean, I'm reading the article Dave Jablonski did about, uh, you know, that the, front, you know, the, the uh, athletics department has been in touch with the ESPN all year trying to find a date that would work for both sides to get game day here. I know George Washington at UD Arena is doesn't sound like a matchup that everyone has to tune in for. But don't let's not kid here. George Washington has nothing to do with it. They should be kissing uh, UD's ass for this because right now it's all about the draw, which is the Dayton Flyers atmosphere at that arena and, of course, OB Toppin. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. How about that game day for the first time ever coming to UD Arena next Saturday? you got to give Doug well, Oz coming Child to Dayton next Saturday. a ton of credit. And Doug's ESID yep. also just got put in the Hall of Fame, the Sports Information Hall of Fame. Very, very well deserved. But to get game day to come here... For the GW, and it is all about the crowd. It's all about the atmosphere, Obi Toppin, the record. It's not about GW and the matchup because matchup really doesn't mean anything at this point. But what a big feather in the hat of UD. Um, That's big time. It really the, the is. The one down thing, and, and I didn't know this until you mentioned it to me earlier, where they're going to have it. That's Julie big because right yeah, it says TBA. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I, now, can you imagine game day? I can picture game day like on UD's floor, uh, right in front of the Red Scare. You're gonna have all the student section there, loud. I mean, the presentation of the arena. From what I'm hearing, that's not going to be the case of where it's at. This is the location to be determined. I believe the A10 Women's Tournament is being held at the arena next weekend. So it would be probably right about that. Time. At that time, so yeah, it's. But regardless, I mean that that's the interesting part of this. Getting them here, no matter where it's going to be at, whether it's going to be, you know, Cronin Center, who knows where it's going to end up being. That's but. interesting because UD plays that night, 
in the A-10 Women's Tournament. And it may not be all the games. It might just, that's what, I mean, that's what's interesting about this. And when we get more information, well, we'll pass it on. over, what, at noon? Yeah, it's at 11 a.m. Um, and it's not an all-day thing. Now, I think, I don't know how that works if they're there all day, because the game's not on ESPN that like, night. It seems like they are. But if it's not on ESPN, I doubt they would be. I don't know where else they would have it, but... For everybody Duke Carolina is that night. That's a big deal. They oh, passed yeah. up on Duke Carolina. I know it's a down year for both. But it's still Duke Carolina. I do think that even if North Carolina was a top 10 team in Duke, like a top 10 matchup, I still believe that they would be here Saturday night. Obi Toppin is, I mean, he has put UD on the map. And I hate to say that one person, has, he's the face of the reemergence of UD at the national level. But, man, Anthony Grant, uh, for as much question marks as, as I put out there and a lot of people put out there in the first couple of years in the building process, the one thing I will give UD is this, in a day and age where, and this is where my thinking comes when I start criticizing the developments of athletics, it's a lot of times you don't have a lot of time. Like, when I'm saying, oh, man, this doesn't look good, it's because it doesn't look good. The first two years didn't look good. And, and right now in college athletics, you don't get a lot of time. The seat was never worn by any means, but there were a lot of people saying, man, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. And now all of a sudden to go from those two lackluster years to the jump from last year to this year, it's just it's fantastic. And I give UD credit because not that there was ever a chance of Anthony Grant not making it here, but I just I, I appreciate that they were patient. Level, they were patient. I don't think anybody ever thought yes. of it. And now... With the new one, the one year of the free transfer rule, what a great time for you to be making the national uh, national stage. How many people see the crowd, see the excitement in this place, are going to want to go, hey, I can transfer in there. I can make something happen there. Yeah, oh, I can absolutely. be a part of something. I can mean, win here. And Obi, and, and Obi, they're basically handing the player of the year trophy to him. Jay Billis ought to hand it to him personally since he's the one that's trumpeting him. But for me, they're forgetting about Crutcher. You take him out of that lineup, and you got a big problem. Um, but this team, everybody has a role. Cole Hill's played better. One night, Matos comes in and does well. It's a fun team to watch. But how far can they go? Nobody knows. And for everybody that keeps bugging you and me about, hey, can you get the game day crew to my house or whatever? No. That's the funniest thing Sorry. about it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, we, we're going to, and throughout the week, we will have Jay Billis on. Uh, we're going to have Seth Greenberg back on once again. Uh, and, and, yeah, it's going to be a fun week leading into that. But uh, don't, don't forget just how important it is that game day is coming this way. They, they could have been anywhere else. Duke, Duke and North Carolina, even on a down year, still technically from like a rating standpoint. The Yankees standpoint, and Red Sox to still get them. I, I still think you, I think ESPN is sacrificing a ratings night to come to UD. And what I mean by that is, is, Duke, North Carolina is a draw regardless of how good or bad that either of those teams are in a year. And I'm not. This isn't me taking. I and that's still that's not a what game, I'm saying. Probably, but it's it's not really so much. It's George Washington. Like that's the problem. So what I mean is, that I think they're sacrificing a, a ratings night. Uh, not that UD can't provide ratings, but not at the level of Duke and North Carolina from a national brand perspective. But this is big. This is a big deal. I'm very glad that they're doing it because I was a little bummed as the year went on. I'm like, man, there's not a whole lot of opportunity for them to come here. Uh, and George Washington, that ain't it. And that's it. That's what got him here. So. It's it's not about George Washington, though. It's all about Obi Toppin and, and the Dayton Flyers and the number th- potentially the number three team. Baylor goes down yesterday. Uh, How people have been asking me that since about 2.30 this morning. Thank you very much, everybody, for that. <laughs> Do people sleep? I'm curious about that. That's interesting. Well, I wake they think up, I don't. Because like, when Apparently. I wake up, I'm amazed at the amount of messages waiting for me. And the Did you know Wright State and UD both won the same night? Who's Wright State? I didn't know that until 3.30 in the morning. Who's Wright State? It's amazing. Are they, do they play here? They're very well hidden. I had no idea. The one question about UD and... And it's a joke, folks. We'll get into Wright State in a moment. And I've asked you this on air a couple times. And people go, can they be a one seed? Well, if you run the table, 
Why not? How can you not be? I guess if you're the two or three team in the country, doesn't that kind of automatically make you a one seed? Now, if yeah, they lose a road, theory, yeah. okay, so what? You lost, if you do, and I'm not saying they're going to, or they're losing the A-10 tournament. You saw yesterday six teams in the top, what, 11, 12 got beat? So if UD's one of those down the road, for me personally, yeah, I'd like to see him be a one, but I think a two might be the better road because if you're a one, they may ship you somewhere you don't want to be, out of, your, out of your yep. own crowd element. Not that that's been a bad thing for UD in the past, but I... If you're on the table, you're a one seed. I agree with that. I thought Duke, and they kept trying to push them up till yesterday. Well, they got beat again. They're not a one seed. Michigan State sure made a nice statement, though. But if you're on the table, what San Diego State got that UD doesn't? They haven't played a team in the top 25 all year, and they won't. Dayton at least has. So that's the big question to me. What are they going to do with them? Run the table, lose one. That will be the fun part for me. Um but this has been an unbelievably magical year so far, and now you see all the the only place you can get UD coverage. Where's that? Is bringing out. Are the, we, hold on. Did we, we need to ask the other media hey. out of town if we're allowed to talk UD? Because I, I heard a promo the other day, and you heard I saw it, it on TV. Uh, TV that said the only place to get UD coverage. That's interesting. I know that they're the home of the Flyers, but does that mean we're not allowed to are breaking, we breaking out the, the news girls again and guys that do the weather to do special shows? Tune into our weather guy to find out about the Dayton Flyers. Simply that's amazing. excellent. Get stuff. the temperature of the team. Yeah, okay. weather guy. <laughs> Things are heating up in Dayton. Tune into Last time they tried this. <laughs> end up talking about admissions. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wake up, good sleep. You get all of that at the only place to get UD yeah. basketball. That's unbelievable. Well, you so pointed nice to be back. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've missed this, to be honest, because... I just laid there shaking my head laughing. I'm like, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I have to admit something. Now, there was a certain individual on your Facebook page that said I was a narcissist a while back or something, which I thought was hilarious. But anyways, that's for another day. Um... Narcissists don't admit when they're wrong. I'm going to look at you right now and tell you. I've been waiting for you to come back on the air for me to tell you that I was wrong. Remember, one of the fir- it was the first year we started doing the show. And uh, we had this big debate. It was a promo that we ran for the longest time. Oh, you mean time. about a stepping stone? And can they get I, to I, this level? I still <laughs> think that a lot of coaches do look at UD as, and this is not a bad, I don't know. I mean, it got turned into a me taking a shot. Well, I think every coach I, I, looks at every program. As a stepping stone. Honestly, yeah. I mean, look at Roy Williams left Kansas to go to North Carolina. If you look at the 300-plus college basketball programs out there, how many of them are destination jobs? There's not many. There's Kentucky, there's Duke, there's Carolina. But here's what makes UD a a different situation right now. Uh, It's based on the scenario of Anthony Grant being a former flyer. I mean, he was in the NBA. There's only one place he was going to come back to, and this this made a lot of sense. I don't think it's a leap. I don't think it's a... A, a leap stone. What, what do we call it? A stepping, stepping stone. stone. I don't think it's a stepping stone for him. I think he's going to be here for a while, regardless of the success. Uh, don't be surprised if an NBA team knocks on the door eventually with his NBA success in the past. That might be interesting, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, but a few years ago, when we started doing the show, I thought it was ludicrous to think that, and this wasn't a UD thing. I would be saying this about VCU, Davidson, Rhode Island. I wouldn't look at those programs as saying, you can win a national championship there from the standpoint of building a national championship team. I'm not talking about a team that gets hot in March. Like, we've seen UD get hot in March. They didn't have a national championship level roster, but next thing you know, they're in the Georgia only day. Mason, Butler, you always have yep. that Cinderella. You don't look at those rosters as saying those are national championship rosters, and that's what I meant by I don't think you could build a national championship team in the A-10. Not UD, Did you ever think the A-10. This has proven me wrong. I'm admitting people, I was wrong. The people Anthony brought in, the guys that had to sit out, did you ever think they had this big of an influence? I mean, you got Chapman, you got Shamonga, you got Ibby Watson. I never thought these guys would have that big of an influence. And now with this basically one-year transfer rule, 
that can only improve teams like UD. It could help Rice State. It could help a lot of people. That hasn't been kicked in yet. That's a possibility. Yeah, it's but going to. You can I, see I that it's coming. Coming quicker That's, than you that think. That, to me, is right, or the NCAA trying to avoid lawsuits. Yep. Because eventually somebody's going to challenge them. But I never thought that I would see those guys have this big of a an impact on this team. And then you look at the Cohills and the Matos and guys that come in and give you a game here, a game there. There's still work to be done, and you got to get hot at the right time. But what Anthony's done... I don't see him going anywhere. I no, mean, it I don't. seems like the perfect fit. What's he, 50, probably 52? Perfect fit. You don't look 52, I tell you that much. I mean, the guy don't age. They, they posted a picture uh, of Anthony Grant during his playing days a while back, and then they had a picture of him today. I'm like, the guy, he doesn't look like he's aged at hey, all. You win 30 games, uh, you don't age yeah. at all. But to, to go back to this again, I admit. It's not that, like, because I've always said before, like, a team can get hot in March and all this. I mean, look at last year, no, or two years ago. Loyola, no one looked at them as a Final Four team. Oh, you can build a, fi- a Final Four team in that conference. No, you can't, but you can get hot, and if you have enough players, you can do it. Uh, but, no, UD has actually built. This is a national championship level rock. This is different than just getting hot at the right time. Like I think this team is good enough to, and we've seen it. So I'm looking at you, admitting I was wrong about that that year. Uh, I just, But I didn't think I was that far off by saying, look, this is the best team we've seen since Jameer Nelson in the out of the A-10, and this team, I think, passes that um, because look at where they're seated. And to go back to your point about the one seed, when we had Joe Lenardi on about a month ago, um, I said, what's the ceiling for this team? Could they be a one? And at the time, he said no because he anticipates them losing a game or two in the A-10. We only have two more games left in the A-10 and then the A-10 tournament. I will say this. I don't think they can get a one seed unless they win out, and that includes the A-10 tournament. That's not a shot. I just think that, well, maybe. I don't know. Because other teams keep dropping around them. It has more to do with teams around them going down, too. But I do believe that they would have to win out to secure a one seed. But we've seen funkier things happen uh, this season. You're the number where you should be at least three after Baylor lost. But they showed yesterday UD is the last of the two seeds. They're the fourth two oh, yeah. seed. So if you're number three or four in the country and you're a two seed still in the projections, something seems odd to me about that. And I've said it all year since they've been playing well. When they lose, that's going to tell me the respect they have. Because you're, you're seeing the Baylors and teams like that, they lose, but they're not dropping out of sight. What would they do with UD? How far? Yeah, and to be fair here, this is, reminds me of the college football playoff argument. The AP poll is not the same poll as the college football playoff poll, and the AP poll in college basketball is not technically the same. It's not like when the, the committee for March Madness sits down, they're looking at the AP poll and saying, okay, here's our t-. That's just, I mean, that's the AP poll that we're looking at. Their poll might look a little different. I don't, I'm not saying UD is a 7 or an 8 in the AP. You know, they're not, actually. you got to look at those rankings or whatever, but it's a little different. But I know I, I definitely agree with you. We make it difficult. Why would teams not 1 through 4 be your 4-1 seeds and teams 5 through 8, right? 5, 6, 7, yeah. yeah. How are, you, two how are you the last two seed yeah. when you're three in a country? Ah, that's a little surprising. Now, you were the only media member that went down to Northern Kentucky and Wright State Friday. Yes. So you didn't get a chance to hear Dick Vitale on the game. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what the people that watched it on TV, what what they thought of his commentary, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Dickie V is Dickie V, and he's still one of the best Those ever. pictures, by the way. Are gonna last forever, Dickie V in the student section. Oh, no doubt. That was cool. I mean, that was that was pretty neat. They used him to announce the game day. Hawaiian shirt next. I saw the chicken head. They didn't oh, wear chicken mind. heads, Mark. Uh, and probably got, never mind. <laughs> I thought, as cool as it was, he was there. To me, it came across too Dick Vitale stick like. Now, last night watching Duke, 
he was more Dick Vitale pumped up and the oh my and the bam slam all that stuff. He did that, but it almost sounded forced. I'm curious to see if I'm the only one that got that impression. Maybe not. It just sounded funny. But to get him in town, that's just yeah. like game day coming. I mean, you're getting now the high cotton of. And he chose to. Like he yeah. wanted to come. Like that. Like you're getting a lot of those media members that are saying, "Hey, can can you get me to Dayton? I want to do a Dayton game." Because they're looking at man, it's the end of the year. Like that was Holly Rowe he made did. the best statement of all, and I'm not a huge Holly Rowe fan, but she cut in once during the second half, I think, and she said, I wanted to come and see Obi Toppin because I understand how good he is, but he is absolutely blowing me away how talented this guy honestly is. Yep. That, to me, came across as a very honest assessment, not a commentary guy like Vital or about the team. some of the other interviews. Yeah, I mean, she was being, as, it just came through very, very honest at, Holy cow, this guy can really play. Yep. And Dayton's got the two things that win in a tournament, a big guy and a guard. And they've got more the than one guard. Point guard, yeah. You know, and Chapman shooters. can shoot. Um, I read Donner's article this morning. All these guys are shooting, and I didn't know it until yesterday. They only missed one two-point shot yeah. the other night. Only one. I was trying to think who did it. That's a good question. I don't know who missed it. I would guess Jordy if I had to guess. But was it Obi? It might have been. It Obi. might have been. He wasn't a hundred percent for the field that night. So it would have been him probably. He takes some threes. He might have missed a three. I don't know. Uh, he might have been a hundred percent around the basket. We'll look at that coming up. But by the way, I do want to open the phone lines four five seven nine four six four. Uh, Flyers fans, how about that college game day coming to the arena next weekend? And uh, still, nothing's come out that I've come across. I've been checking. I checked for the press release earlier. Uh, no. Determination of do where exactly it's going to be. Do they tickets for that, or do you have to have? That, that's is all. More details are coming later, so uh, we'll keep you updated on that. That's really special to have this come here. It is a big deal. They don't really, you know, they like to stick to their blue bloods. They like to stick to their. I mean, the fact that Carolina they're taking the yeah, they're wow. they're passing up on Carolina and Duke to come to UD Arena for this. How about that? That is special. Uh, that's a great way to cap off a magical regular season because who knows what's about to happen? I mean, this is that do or die time of year. I mean, you know, after that game next uh, Saturday, it's like man, you're in that win or go home mode. I mean, yep. you either win in the A10 tournament and you're or you're done until selection. All matchups now. So yeah, it's all about matchups moving forward. So enjoy this. This has been a special cherry on the top of the season, the regular season, uh, but now we're at the point where this is what really matters. But yes, a couple games left. It's going to be a fun one though next Saturday. This city's going to be popping. I've got to I've got to give a tip of the hat to Rice State coach Scott Nagy. 500 wins for a career. Yep. Kind of got glossed over a little bit. Kind of. <laughs> a lot of being polite. It kind of got put back where the shopping details are in the paper. Um, but to win 500, and it kind of struck me this morning, Coach Donner had 437, and here's Scott Nagy with 500. And you can say, okay, he was out, you know, at South Dakota State. But 500 wins, 500 wins. D1 basketball. I'm assuming guy to do it, but a big hat's off. And to go down to Northern and win, never easy. And then to do it on national TV and for the title, pretty impressive. Let me paint that big. And by the way, as much as I, our local media is very passionate, I'm not bashing them too much, but I, I did think it was very disrespectful to send zero media members down to Northern Kentucky. I think that was absolutely gross, uh, and I, I think I, I don't care. I don't care if I make someone mad on this. I just think that's so messed up. I really do. There's enough media members in this town to, to go share to share the spot. Like it's not like Wright State just had a game if and out down the road. You can send a guy to Jordan Mason or wherever they just came yep. back from. And you can't send somebody down there. And I understand they're shorthanded, but you're not that shorthanded. No. You, it's called you, you've got to make you something happen. You made a choice. Here. 
Because keep in mind, this wasn't just a big game for Wright State because it was on ESPN. They were looking to win their very first outright ever. I mean, they've been to the tournament multiple times. Right? They've had some really good players. They've had some really good years. You not one, I was the only one. I was the only media member in at Northern Kentucky this past weekend. And again, you have Jim Brown and Chris Collins, but they're with the team. I get that. But I just thought that was kind of messed up. I'm not a fan of that. Like that, that's gross to me. And I and don't say it's because oh, it's a big game for Dayton as they look to clinch theirs too. That was going to be the case no matter what. No one was going to send anyone down there. When Northern Kentucky played at Wright State, there was 30 media members here. A ton of them came from Northern Kentucky to cover. That. If Cincinnati can actually, when you and you, if you have Cincinnati, who has Kentucky in that area, who has Cincinnati, who has Xavier, who has actual, you know, multiple big name programs down there that they're paying attention to, but yet they can make time to send someone to Dayton. Ohio to cover Wright State. I'm pretty sure that this city can send someone to Northern Kentucky to cover that. That was that was messed up. But regardless of that, though, shout out to Wright State because on the this city is so fortunate. The Dayton Flyers, the Wright State Raiders, on the same night on ESPN, ESPN and ESPNU, both programs clinching uh, their very first outright. Was that UD's first outright regular season yeah, title too? So both Wright State and UD both clinched the very first ever outright you know regular season titles. Third title in the last five for UD and, and the another year of first for Wright State. And I'm going to tell you right now, that atmosphere, we, we I know people like to talk about crowd sizes and all that. Northern Kentucky has the perfect mid-major arena. It is outstanding. I don't. I think it's like a 7,000 seat they capacity. Put 66, they put 66, They put 66, 67 that other night, and that place was loud. I mean, it was as loud as I've ever heard a place before, and that was a tough environment. You couldn't, Coach Nagy's having to scream at the top of his lungs to get plays in. I mean, it was unreal, and Wright State was never rattled. Every time NKU would come back, that cool Gentry kid, I'm a big fan of his, he would knock down big shot after big shot. Uh, it was just, that. that's what championship teams do. NKU came back at the end, and they were able to hold him off despite somehow still why Loudon was in the game late and continued to give him the ball at the free throw line. They won the title and to watch the reaction. And how about this? I've, n- I've been doing this for about five, six years now. I've never seen a crowd of Wright State fans go and follow the team. That place was, at, did you watched it. You they heard, you heard the it. fans. How it was many cool. people were there? The two things that, that jumped out to me, and, and again, we're not taking anything away from what UD's done. You're number three in the country probably this week. And what they've done is incredible. And for the ones that call us names, I coach there. I've grown up there. So don't give me that nonsense of being a hater. And, again, what they've done for this city goes, it just doesn't, you know, it's been phenomenal. But when you see articles that it's bonded to city, you're forgetting about Wright State. Mm-hmm. What they've done, and, I, and I'm not naive enough to think that they're not the little brother, so to speak. And they're not naive enough to think no, they're not either. No, but you're forgetting about two teams going to the tournament, and another team, they've got 26 wins, too. You know, now granted, it's not number three in the country, but don't be afraid to add both of them in that commentary. That kind of bothered me a little bit. And again, I'm not taking shots at anybody. I truly am not. You mentioned mid-major, and I heard this mentioned yesterday, and I can't remember which one of the hairdos talked about it, what the definition of a mid-major really was, and his thought was it all comes down to football. If you're a football school, you're not a mid-major. But if you're a Dayton, somebody like that, it's easy to classify you as mid-major. That's a very interesting comment. Because the high majors are coming at you with multiple. Well, Georgetown didn't have football, but but his, his point was well taken. All those teams, the bad teams in basketball, like a Big Ten bottom feeder or whatever, they're still considered a Power Five because you got football. Yep. So that was a very interesting comment. And 
this proves again, and you don't know what UD next year, the year after is going to do. Butler proved they could do it two years in a row and ended up jumping to a bigger conference. But it can be done, and I think the rules now with the transfer make it a little bit easier. But the funny part to me is what Anthony's done. Here's the bar that you set. You better do this year after year after year, or you're going to be a failure. Yeah, and that's I, a sad part. He should be coach of the year right now, hands mm-hmm. down. San Diego State, you can go finish second. You haven't played anybody in the top 25, nobody, zero, and you won't all year. What Anthony's done with this team from when he came in to now, he doesn't win coach of the year in the words of Dick Vitale. There's something seriously wrong, and he had to call it off. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I agree with you 100% on that. And real quick, uh, we'll look at the A-10 bracket coming up momentarily. Wright State, with that win last night, they clinched the one seed, as we talked about, or Friday night, I'm sorry. They will not play again until March 9th. I mean, that's a pretty that's big... That's both of them. And then yeah. you can say you're getting rest. I'm not, I'm not, a, fan I'm of not this, a fan of that. By the way, this setup here, and I'm just talking from a Horizon League perspective. I'm not sure. I have to go back and look at the formats for other conferences. The Horizon League format has not... This format that the Horizon League is in now, where the one and the two seeds get the automatic buy to the semifinals, it has not been friendly to the one and two seeds. Um, and that's one reason that they switched it up a little bit in years past. And In fact, last year, I liked how the Horizon League did it. The bottom two teams didn't even advance to the conference tournament. And everyone was playing multiple games in multiple days. People act like they don't like that, but I do. I think that's why you see a lot of these smaller-seeded teams all of a sudden make runs, because they're playing multiple days in a row in Wright State. Well, and you get about 10 days off. You yeah. see it in football and NFL. The wild-card team somehow gets hot. Baseball, the same thing. There's something to be said about getting momentum. It's not that easy to start that engine up all over again. It's nice to get the rest and all that. It's not that easy to start that motor back up after you've been off a week or two. No, it's not. Keep in mind, as far as Wright State's concerned, here's another thing to keep in mind. They only had three losses in conference play. All three of the teams that beat them are on their half of the bracket, Green Bay, UIC, and of course... What happens, and people have asked this morning, Wright State's got 20, I think 26 wins? Yep. 26 and 4? to pull up everything, yeah. Okay, granted, they're not strength of schedule heavy, but do they somehow slide in if they lose in the conference finals? That would give them 27? I don't think so, no. A lot of Look, good teams I've, have been left out. I've seen Horizon League teams win 30 and be left out. I've seen Valpo yeah. win 28-29. Uh, I saw a Green Bay team years ago win 30 that missed it. And that was one everybody feared. East Tennessee did it. It's sad. I, but Vitale's comment about Purdue. And you can throw Clemson in and out, too, after what they did yesterday, knocking off Florida State. they got to figure out a way to fix that. Just put them all in. What's one more week? Yeah, 25 and 6 is the record for Wright State um, heading into the the Horizon League tournament at this point. Now, you know, if they get to the NCAA tournament, that means they win their next two games. That means they're at 27 and 6 heading in to March Madness. I don't like talking like this because uh, it should be all about March Madness. But the one thing that the win for Friday night did for Wright State was, at the very least, secure an NIT bid. This is the first time in program history where this team will go to three straight postseason tournaments, whether it's the NCAA or NIT. We're not. Comparing UD and Wright State in this, that's a big deal for a Wright State program. You're trying to build. It certainly is. You can't sit there and and say, poke fun at Wright State for whatever because they're not doing... Wright State and UD aren't on the same platform, so we're talking about success from a different level for them. That's a huge deal. Uh, But regardless, hopefully we're not talking about NIT with them. 
Uh, but yeah, like I said, that what a magic week. 25 wins. And UD at, what, 27 wins? 27. So, I mean, almost 50 wins combined <laughs> between both teams and this city alone. Uh, that's special. At one point, they were two of the only 11 teams to reach 20 wins at the beginning of February. So, like, that's pretty cool just to watch both of these teams just continue to be two of the more impressive stories. Somebody really said Kretschner is the one that missed. Kretschner is the one that missed. Thank you for that. Uh, whoever sent that in, appreciate that. That But, what man, that's tough to do. That percentage. I mean, that's the thing you need to show. It's so efficient. They're so efficient. Yep. And they share the ball almost, in Obi's case, almost sometimes too much, where he tries those whip-handed passes left or right. He's good pass. He's gotten better at that from the beginning of the year to now. He's very good at seeing the floor. His his biggest asset to you is what? His biggest asset is the fact that he doesn't have to have the ball to dominate the game. He runs the floor. He uh, runs the floor. I mean, he runs the floor, and that will translate to the NBA. He gets up and down. Now, that being said, you got a lot more athletes in the CBA and the NBA. But right now, that to me is, and shooting threes, he's unconscious right now. He, he's as effortless as it gets. That's what I love about him. I mean, he improved. Like, he he's not the same player, obviously. I mean, he's not the same player as last year as this year. But that's not just because you get older and, and more experienced. That's because of, I mean, right now, the work that we're seeing, what we're, the product on the floor right now is not a result of last year's season. It was a result of this past off season. I love the fact that this last year he went to that NBA combine and he, he was able to grade himself and let them tell him what he needed to work on. People around here were freaking out. Oh, he was going to the draft. He's not going to the, he wasn't going to the draft last year. It was very smart of him to do that. Let the scouts, let the NBA tell you what you need to do to work on. Three-point shooting was one of it. And I love that he was able – that's what makes him such a great prospect as well. He was able to accept coaching. He was able to accept a grade and say, okay, what do I need to work on? And not not only did he work on it, he improved on it, and coaches love that at the NBA. He doesn't force the offense where he gets it down in the block. He doesn't force backing in, getting cheap offensive fouls. He will pass it back out for open shooters. Defensively, right now he gets away with it because he's big, tall-wise. I think he's going to have to put a little bulk, in, a bulk on People go, where are you going to play him in the NBA? Four or five, I guess. Because three guys that run around him, I'm afraid. But right now, he doesn't seem overwhelmed. It doesn't seem like it's gone to his head at all. No, he's so not like. That's he's just having I, fun. He is, and like when you talk to him after the game, like that's what's crazy to me. Like there's athletes you talk to, and they're just very kind of dry, and they're very like, yeah, I know I'm the best. He's laughing, like he's enjoying this. He's having fun, and that's what college athletics should be. I mean, he knows that here in the next couple months, you know, within the next, you know, within the next year, he's going to be a multi-millionaire. He's be playing Monopoly, you know, money. and. That's the, but you can honestly sense that. Like I feel like with one and duns, and I, I felt this about Zion too. Zion was having fun. I do believe he embraced college. He could have. If it wasn't for the money, would they have come back? Oh yeah, it's just I, too I much think money Obi, right now. It's just too much money right now. It is, and I think he could use another year of work on his game. As maybe as silly as that sounds, but the money, you can't turn it down. No, and this year, and this isn't uh, everything I have to say. I have to put a disclaimer out because people mistake what I say, but. The talent coming out of college this year is not that great. He's There's not no going. Big guys. He's not going up against Obi, or he's not going up against a, uh, you know, an Anthony Davis type, or he's not having to be picked over by, you know, obviously, uh, you know, what we're seeing in the NBA right now with Williamson, with Zion, he's going to be one of the main guys. I think where he ends up, I would love to. See, and he's not uh, the Golden State Warriors are going to have the number one overall pick. The team I think he would thrive the most with it would be that Golden State team. Imagine Steph Curry, they Clay Thompson, him to Durant Draymond. yesterday. 
How he doesn't? When he was a younger player, and I like, no, Durant was like a playmaker. He was like a shooter, um, and, and and I don't, I don't. That's why I'm coming into. Like, I'm trying to figure out. Like he reminds me of Sean Marion, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's going to be better than Sean Marion in the NBA. Somebody but mentioned Sean Kemp the other day. I don't Sean think Kemp was he's a power, quite is he a power dunker. Big. Do you consider him a power dunker? Toppin? Yeah. I don't really. I, I don't consider him like Kemp, but a dunk contest winner. Yeah. Because when he does it's it, a highlight. Now. And I was going to say, that I watched Virginia yesterday, the Huff kid. You watch a big kid in Kansas. Oh, we hadn't had to face those guys night after night. The kid in Virginia caught one under the basket in a crowd, went up backward, and just basically jammed it over his head backward. Mm-hmm. That's the difference in a power dunker to me, a Daryl Dawkins. So, no. Obi's a power dunker when he's out on the floor. A power dunker to me is in your face. I'm standing there, you're standing there. Get facial. Yep. Obi doesn't go over the top of people to do that, but he's yeah, a pretty seeing, impressive dunker, though. We're watching John Morant right now in the NBA be a power dunk. He's dunking over last night, trying to dunk over Anthony Davis or two nights ago, whenever it was. Uh, but no, Obi, I would love to. He reminds me of a Sean Marion type player. Sean Marion wasn't as good a shooter, uh, but Sean Marion, remember him with the Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. and the Phoenix Suns? I mean, he complimented Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash, and those. That's where that's the game I see him having, at least early on. And who knows? The thing is, I don't like comparing college players to NBA players because what I've seen from Obi is that he's not going to be the same player two years in a row. You've got to be in the right system. Yep. You've got to be at the right team. And he'll get better. Like I said, from year to year, it's been night and day. Can he work on his stop-and-pop 15-foot jump shot? He made a move the other night where he rolled on the right side of the block. He basically spun and hooked it off the board, which mm-hmm. haven't seen a lot of that. And he will get better playing with better players, too. But I'm curious to see how he does down the road in the matchups when he goes against the Kansas again and, and the Virginias and the guys that have Michigan has two big those horses big in the teams. middle. I mean, those big That's 10 teams physical. are horses, yeah. You know, Luca Garza right Cal now Perry. in Iowa. Oh, Cal yeah. Perry said, hey, I don't care if we play a boxing match. Let's go. But call it both ways. So there's that. And I think that's where Jordy is kind of helping being that, I don't want to say hatchet man, but he comes in, gives you that five fouls, gives Obi a little bit of help under the board. He had another go toe-to-toe 40 minutes with those big brutes and get worn out. But UD fans, you got to be loving life right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep hearing. It just doesn't feel real. Like I think that as fun as UD fans are having right now, I don't think it's going to completely kick in until the season's over, as dumb as that sounds. like It's going to be a year from now when you're watching the product on the floor that's going to be good, but it's not going to be this, and you're going to realize, holy crap, like that, how just how... I don't think it's kicked in, and I said this to you the other day, from two years in a row when they've been to the final or the Elite Eight and all that stuff, you had every weather person and news reporter chasing people down alleys reporting on it. On the only state place you can That's get UD true. coverage. I mean, I it think just we're breaking a rule. I don't, I don't sense that excitement yet. Maybe when the tournament starts, it's almost like a Browns fan where they're holding their other shoe going, oh, my God, when the rug going to get pulled out? It's a funny feeling. Folks, you're number three in the country. That doesn't happen very often. You've got to be number three. Most you likely. better enjoy this. If they're not number three... There's something wrong. I mean, even if you're ranked 15th all year, that's still special. But right now, that's just yeah. how even more special it is right now. But, man, it's like we haven't talked in a while. It's 11.33. We, we missed our first break. we got to hit this commercial break, oh, folks. Oh, we're back to normal. We're then. back to normal. Exactly, exactly. All right, uh, again, if you're just tuning in, uh, reaction to over the weekend, uh, kick-ass college basketball city that we live in here in Dayton, Ohio. UD, Wright State, both wrapping up the regular season t- conference titles. Uh, first for both teams. Uh, I mean, as dominant as UD has been in their history and as dominant as Wright State has been in recent history with Coach Nagy, a year of first as both programs are able to clinch their very first regular season outright uh, conference 
title. Do you remember so, Kenyon Martin? Yeah, out of Cincinnati. They that's, were that's a great on point. TV. That's a good one too. I like that. Ron from Tip said, "Ron, that's I a good one." I don't see it. Really? No. When they they put the two side by side, I think it was the other night or maybe yesterday. Kenyon Martin to me was that power guy you were talking about. He was that enforcer, the brute that would take charge, knock people out of the way, and he was he was that hockey enforcer. Topping his, I don't want to say he's more of a finesse guy. I don't see him and Kenyon Martin even in the same conversation. I only do a little bit only because, like Obi Toppin, I don't think he's he can shoot the three, but I don't look at him as a three-point shooter. Kenyon Martin couldn't. That, that's what separates them a little bit. But at the NBA level, I don't know if Obi's draining those as easily as what he well, is Well, you got to have people in your face. Um, but as far as the guys, like they weren't the, like Kenyon Martin was not a great ball handler. No. Uh, I don't think Obi's a great ball handler. I think he's a good ball handler for his size, but I don't think at the NBA, from that perspective, that's where I see the comparisons there. Ron, that's a good one. I see your point, too, because I think that Obi's going to be able to separate himself from that Kenyon Martin. Obi can get out on the floor, catch the passes, take two dribbles if necessary without kicking it into the crowd. That's enough ball handling, and he can bring it up against the press if necessary. Kenyon Martin was just that big, hulking brute. He was... The monster on the board. That's not Obi's game. Interesting. That's. I mean, it's going to be, and we're going to have fun with this too as we get closer and closer to the NBA draft. Justin Kinner, Mark Schlemmer, with you here on a Sunday morning uh, on the only place. No, not the only, because we don't play that way. There's a lot of places you can partake. It's 36 in degrees talk. outside, by the way. Yep. So uh, make sure you tune in throughout the week. We're going to find our, what, a random salesperson to come on to talk UD basketball like the other stations do. All right. Uh, I tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to step away for a few moments. What? What? <laughs> I just see this. I'm looking at the screen at Lavesca, whatever, Chanel, the receiver. I saw the Bengals were projected to take him in the second round. Oh, boy. They already put the whammy on that poor kid. He's out six weeks. Sunday morning, live here at Frickers on 741 by the Dayton Mall. Uh, and we're... Slumber's trying to get the wagers' attention to get the drink. <laughs> I thought the choking sign had a clue that, hey, we're thirsty over here. Holy moly. All right, so uh, still a lot to get into here today. But I was excited for today's show because we knew we had a ton of college basketball stuff to get into. Uh, again, a combined 50-plus wins between Wright State and UD, uh, both having fantastic seasons, both on the same night on ESPN and ESPNU clinched their first outright conference uh, titles. Uh, there, you can't say enough about that. Uh, and when you think about what Wright State did, too, I mean, to beat NKU on the road, the last time they played NKU, they played them on ESPN, too, and they beat them by 30. Uh, I knew that Wright State was not 30 points better than NKU. They were that night. Uh, but Wright State, just right now, um, is separated themselves from that conference. They had some late losses that a lot of people got upset when I was pointing out. I'm like, that's those are bad losses. There's no excuse. You know, you want to convince this city that you're, you know, right there at the top of some of the top teams out there. You can't be losing to some of those bad teams. And they did, but they put it behind them to get that big win. But what I was most impressed about on Friday, Schlemmer, was the fact that that place, it was a wideout, uh, 65,000 plus there. About a, I'd say about a little under 1,000 of those fans were there for Wright State. And it was la- I loved watching the f- crowd travel. I'm watching the de- I'm watching this program grow from a fan perspective. It's, ne- it's not, you know, we're not talking about the other team right now. We're just talking about Wright State as far as the fan is the fan base is growing. And we're focusing on getting fans showing up to the Nutter Center, but now it's 
not just getting them with an Ederson, now they're traveling. Now all of a sudden there's enough emotional investment into this program that fans are traveling in the snow on Friday night to go watch this team. I know that it may not sound like a lot to a lot of UD fans because that's just second nature to them, but that's a big deal watching this program grow the way it has. It really is, and the one thing that's, I guess, stood out to me, good and bad, that's a tough place to win. They had a decent lead two minutes, three minutes ago, and then all of a sudden they couldn't hit a foul shot. It was like shooting at a carnival. Uh-huh. Like the rim got smaller. It was one of those rooms that were moving, and you had to try to time and it up. They <laughs> every part of it. But at the end, they held on and won by that two. That Gentry, man, that point guard. That kid, when he needs a big shot, a big three, boom. The two freshmen played very well down the stretch. I mean, that takes some stones to put one up in the middle of the lane inside the trees. And that's got to Coach Nagy a lot of credit. And I just what I know is personality. I gotta believe he likes it this way. Let UD take all the ink, take the cake, and all that icing. Just let us slide under the radar. Let us do what we do. But you're right to go down there and do what they did again. That's three straight years, and you're guaranteed to NIT. Not that that's where you want to go. That's a great blanket. But that's still. And don't forget, UD fans, you were in the NIT not long ago, and thought Just that was a great year. thing when oh, you beat you mean, North Carolina. Yeah. So don't scoff at it. What you're doing is incredible. But don't look down your nose because you were there not too long ago. Uh, and another thing that was impressive about Friday night was the fact that that was senior night for NKU. Um, it was, I mean, for them it was a chance to win the conference, you know, outright as well. 6,500 fans wide out. I mean, fans up to the ceiling, and it was just, it was super loud. It was on ESPNU. You know, it was everything that. That's not an easy environment to go in and win, and Wright State did it, and they did it with seniors, and they did it with freshmen. I mean, here's what could have happened. This is what I was worried about. People were like, why are you so mad about Wright State losing to Youngstown State? It's because they have had such a damn good year that when they lost to Youngstown State, it should not have come to Friday night. That's why I was annoyed that it came down to that night. It was fun to watch and to witness, don't get me wrong, and especially since they came out on top. But what if they would have lost Friday night? And then NKU... Sour taste. So then NKU is the regular season champion. They go to the NIT. And what if Wright State stubs their toe in the conference tournament? You have a 25-win-plus season, a magical year, and then you end up in the CBI. Folks, that's why I was so frustrated. Wright State people were getting so mad at me because I was, I was like, look, I'm on your side. I'm, just, I'm looking out big picture. That's all. I'm not living in the moment. But I'm looking big picture. Uh, but forget all that. You know, I you overreacted. Know, I know if that would have happened, the people across the river would still be laughing as oh, yeah. sadly. But but that was such a big night Friday night. So congratulations to Scott Two teams in Nagy. one city going yep. to the dance. That'd and by the way, good, good show. Loudon has a very good shot at winning player of the year. Obi, obviously. Well, the Davis kid. Player of the year. Got uh, a shot? I don't know. I mean, he's had a great year. But, uh, I mean, Loudon's doing what he's doing. On the winning team, on the winning team, the first place team, a team that could potentially go to the NCAA tournament for the second year and th- second time in three years. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Coach Negi, by the way, looking to do something that's never been done in program history, and that's be a coach to take Wright State to the tournament more than once. Uh, you know, we saw it from Ronell and others. I mean, we, bottom line is. We've never seen a coach do it more than once. And, and back to back in three straight years of a yep, tournament. NIT in between. Regardless, that's something uh, definitely special right there. Let's go to uh, Dick in Florence, Kentucky. He wants to talk game day coming to UD. Uh, first of all, God, you want to know who missed that shot? Jalen Crutcher. Jalen Crutcher is the first shot of the game. Oh, man, so they sh- man, so they started out 0% from the floor, and then they... <laughs> Might as well get it out of the yeah, way early. No kidding. Yeah. But the, the thing I wanted to talk about was college game day. Uh-huh. Um, if if UD does not put that thing in the arena, they are absolutely nuts. You just spent seventy two million dollars. Well, if 
If I'm them, I move everything back. Now I don't. I've got tickets for the ladies all session. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't. I'm driving, so I don't know what time that game starts on Saturday. But I would move it back. I mean, Where do you think they would put? We had a, a UD fan out here that came up to us, and he said maybe potentially the Marriott the flight deck, no, the flight, Marriott, deck, flight yeah. deck, maybe the Marriott. I don't know. Like the special thing about it is it being on your floor with your students there. But no, Dick, I'm with you. I'm I'm frustrated about that too. But I think their hands are tied. There's really nothing they can do. You have the whole tournament play that night, so I, I don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean you've you got seventy two million dollars you spent renovating that place. And you're not going to have college game day in the place you just renovated to showcase it and show it off to everybody. I mean, just, you know, if I'm UD, I'm doing whatever I can to make sure college game day is at the arena. I mean, if you've got to adjust things, pay somebody, move it, whatever it is, you've <laughs> got to do that. I, the thing is, I agree with you, Dick, like a lot, but I just, I, I think I'm. I just don't see how that can happen, but no, I'm with you a million percent. What do you think? Whoever set it up knew, obviously, the dates. I think with the, it's so to tough. To, it's so tough to get game day here. I think they just said, let's just get them here, and we'll we'll figure out the rest later. And I don't think UD operates that way. I think they have a plan, but uh, no, we'll see. I think they're prepared to take some heat for it, and I don't think they, it's, they should. They don't deserve to be taking heat for it. They're, they got the A10 tournament here for the women. That's a big deal. Yeah, too. you don't move it out to the Air Force Base because then the students got to travel. It's kind of like Dick said. It has to be in that show place. Yep. Yeah, and and the other thing you were talking about, Wright State. Um, I DVR'd the game. I was at the UD game, but I DVR'd the Wright State uh, uh-huh. NKU game. And if and if Wright State would not win the tournament, I don't see them not doing that. But if they don't win it, I think they should get an at large bid. I mean, that is a really really good team. I think it's the best team. Right states ever had. I don't know what you guys think. Dick, I think, and Justin, I talked about it a minute ago, you've had teams in the past, Green Bay, the one year everybody feared, 128, I think, and they got No, that team won 30. Valpo won 28 a few years ago. And East got Tennessee is one in that realm now. I have a lot of trouble with that. Granted, the conferences are different, but if you reward a Purdue as Dick Vitale was highly against or Clemson for winning three or four big games, there's something wrong with that. You proved you can't win your own conference. Get out of it then. Yeah, he made a he really kept emphasizing that because I I DVR the date game too and then watch it because I wanted to see what Vitell had to say. But he was really hanging on the fact that you know if you're not good enough, you know get out. You know like you said, you can't hang in there. Then you know you shouldn't be in there. And other teams, you know, like he was saying, there's there's other teams there in these other conferences that are good that should be in there. And these other teams that are you know, like he was saying, 500 ball and being invited to the NCAA tournament, and they shouldn't be there. No, I mean, that's, no, no, you make a great point. That's what a lot of people are. And that's always the big debate every year come, you know, as we get closer to Selection Sunday is the process to get in. You know, you let 68 teams in, and there's going to be a lot of good teams that are left out because it, they don't win their conference tournament. The thing is, I, I don't really have that. I don't, I kind of agree more with the elitist side of, you know, I think when we're talking about teams that have more losses in the right state than others, and you think I'd be arguing to get right state in, I just I think I'm pretty realistic when I say it's easier for right state to win 25, 26 games than that of a Purdue who's going up against a conference that has a ton of top 25 programs and a ton of schools that are going to be in the NCAA tournament. But at the same time, I mean, I, I get both sides. That's why I don't really have a strong opinion on either. I just see both sides of, of why people think what they do. Yeah, and how many times have we seen over the years where you know a team out of one of the 
smaller conferences knocks off one of the big boys because they're good enough to do it. And, you know, the big guys don't want to play them because it's going to hurt them, you know, at the end of the season for the NCAA tournament. I just, I, I mean, we'll never get over that, but I just, I just, I just think it's so ridiculous. Yep. But, hey, Dick, we appreciate the call. I'm, I'm with you. I'm interested to see what they're going to do about game day and where they're going to have it. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, UD has got to do something to get that thing at the arena. I don't know what they got to do, but they got to do something to get that you, there. You said you had the all-session passes. You said you had all-session passes for the A-10 Women's Tournament. Are you going to be skipping that to go follow where game day is, I'm assuming? No, no, I'll, go, I'll be there. I want my, I'll let my daughter go over to... Uh, to game day and let, let her report on it for me. And I'll, I'll DVR it you know, when I get home. And, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna be in Dayton all day on Friday for all the games. I'll be in Dayton all day Saturday for the games. I'll do the women's, then the men in the evening. And then I'll be back on Sunday to do the championship. And, and you know, the price of the ticket, I'd, I'd like to put that out there. People don't realize what a great buy that A-10 women's tournament is. Um, for $10 extra in our all-session uh, tickets, we're sitting in the first row for ten bucks more. I said it's a no-brainer, and I'm, not I'm bad. hoping they get a lot of people to come out. Not bad at all. I gotta ask. I mean, you're right. That's a great bargain, but does that mean that nobody's showing up? Because for ten bucks more, you get a front row chair. Well, I don't know. I, I bought my ticket early because I wanted to make sure I got in the front row. So I, I don't know what the, the ticket sales are on that. I have no idea. I've never heard anything on it. Yeah. But hey, but, Dan, I mean, we gotta, we gotta get moving. Seeing all the games we had, I'm, I'm paying seventy five bucks. It ain't bad a deal. Not at all. No, nope. but hey, Dick, we gotta get moving, man. I appreciate you calling. Okay, you have a great thanks. rest of your weekend. All right, thanks. good stuff. Four five seven nine four six four. We'll be back in a moment. We're live out here at Frickers on seven forty one by the Dayton Mall. It's our Sunday morning tailgate show. Justin Kinner, Mark Schlemmer. We'll be back in a second. Want to be a part of the Kinner and Schlemmer show? Give the guys a call. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. The guys talk local and national sports. You can as well by calling into the show at 937-457-9464. Sunday morning tailgate show. We are live at Frickers on 741 by the Dayton Mall. A lot of college basketball talk today and probably moving forward as we're inching closer and closer to March. We'll be letting you know about our Kenner and Schlummer uh, bracket, cha- Kenner and Schlummer Show bracket challenge, which will be live on Wing AM, of course. Didn't Billy win it last year? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and uh, we'll be, t- I mean, again, we're still a few weeks away. I mean, Selection Sunday is more than a few weeks away, but just uh, letting you know that, yes, we will be doing that again. I've got a lot of questions and emails and texts this week asking if we're doing that again. Still a few weeks away from getting that underway, obviously, but uh, just letting you know, we will be doing that. I know this is probably ill time, but when I mentioned Billy, it made me sick of him because I haven't been on for over a week now. Oh, my now. goodness, yes. But sad news for our listeners and a lot of you remember Davy Jenks. Got word he had passed away a week ago yesterday, I believe. Very stunning, shocking. I uh, don't know any details. I just wanted to make sure the people that aren't on my page knew that. Um, I didn't find out until after I got out of the hospital. I was very shocked. So to his family and friends, you're in our thoughts. And for those of you didn't know, I just make sure to pass that along. That yep. We've lost another one of our, our loyal listeners. So, and he, I mean... You had just, just talked to him, didn't yep, you? Yep, and he had just tagged you in a page uh, in a note last week or week before, uh, saying just how happy he was you were back on the air and stuff. So I mean, just and that was a thing he had shared I think a, that year was like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, a year ago. And he had yeah. shared it, but uh, no, that's just unfortunate. That kind of was it shocking. Really news. took the wind out of me because you don't really see a lot when you're in, and 
all of a sudden you get that, and it's like, wow. Yep, especially when you just it. heard from him. So, yep. uh, yeah, prayers, thoughts out to him, uh, to his family. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, but, again, we're live out here at Frickers on 741 by the Dayton Mall. We're going to get to some Reds and Bengals talk coming up around the corner, but still taking your calls regarding anything uh, Dayton Flyers, college game day. That's the big thing. That's going to be something we're going to be tracking during the week of, you know, what does UD do here? I, I don't know. Is there a secondary option that's going to make a lot of people happy? I was just thinking, like, when the Reds come up, but that's, you're asking the students to travel a pretty good distance. And like Dick said, you've got the cathedral that you want to show off. That's what this you – know, but I do believe that when they finally announced that they'd be willing to come here, I think UD was like, you know what, let's just get them here. We'll figure out the rest later. You don't turn them away because you don't have the arena available. You have resources to get it done elsewhere. Um, and even if it is – let's. I mean, I'm throwing out a random place, the Marriott, or if it is in the, uh, the flight but deck, I don't know it's that not that, the same. It's not, not the, the same, same feeling. Because that show not. is like football and basketball. You're there on site. You're there on court, side, uh, field, whatever – it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, every college game day we, you watch, they're there on the court, uh, and the students are there, and that's what makes that so special. Uh, and that would have been a special sight to see college game day at UD Arena on the floor, but it's unfortunate they have the A-10 women's tournament there. I have there. no idea where else it, I should say it's unfortunate. campus, but I don't know that you could do it in the practice facility on campus. Uh, that the wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I mean, There's no seats for the, the kids. You can't really put it up in the flight deck. Because the tournament's going on, the AT or the NCAA is going to want that money, and you're not going to let kids in free and watch the game from above, or make all that racket up there. Interesting decision. Four five seven nine four six four listeners, if you have suggestions of where you think college game day should be held at, it cannot be held uh, on the floor unless something happens. I, we don't have the. I mean, everyone that we've spoke to today has said there's just games going on all day, so there's no way that they're going to be able to. But four five seven nine four six four UD fans. If it can't be on the floor, where would you like to see College Game Day be held from on campus? Uh, is it, you know, and it's somewhere a great on honor, Like you said, it is. North it Carolina, just, Duke, the same day. Yep. So it is, but... You don't want to sound ungrateful, but no, it's like, the men man, play that, that night, not on... Well, yeah, they do play on ESPN, I guess. Who? What? The George Washington Day game is on... It's on ESPN. I don't think it's on ESPN. I, I, thought, I, I thought I saw ESPN+. Night. Plus. Unless they've moved it to ESPN. Last I saw it was the ESPN Plus game. But um, the men play, so... You can't really back the women's nope, up. You can't. That's an interesting decision. All right, so we're going to open up the phone lines, 457-9464. Call into the studio. Shea will get your information, and he'll relay you uh, to us out here at Frickers. But college game day is coming. It's fantastic. That's an honor. Uh, and so, and by the way, hosting, because I feel bad like the women now feel like, oh, you know, the women's teams are like, oh, man, now we're just in the way. That's an honor to host any conference tournament, too. I mean, that's a big deal. That was a special get for UD to showcase that arena off in that scenario as well. But with get college game day coming, you can't use the arena. Where would UD fans like to see college game day be held? What are some suggestions you have? Oh, here's another show. You just mentioned women, and I'm not trying to stir it up, but here's Rice Eight in a tournament 15 miles away, and they get to watch game day right in their own town. Well, I mean, I know. I, I don't, Rice Eight's a good year, three. but I'm realistic to know Rice Eight doesn't yeah. get game day. I mean, you having a good year for, you know, who you are. UD's not having a good year for an A-10 team. They're having a good They're year national. from a national. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I'm very realistic at that. Yeah, like, I mean, you know. Rice State's building, just yep. like UD had to do. One step at a time. All right, folks, we'll head into hour number two coming up next. Schlemmer on Sunday morning tailgate show live from Frickers on 741. 
by the Dayton Mall. And again, uh, a lot of college basketball talk this morning. We'll continue it. I'm just curious, like where in the world were you going to put college game day at with the with the women's you know attention? We go. There. You got a gun Frickers, in your head now. Frick, Frickers has already said here on 741. <laughs> uh, Frickers has already said that they would love to accommodate the uh, college game day here. So that's an option right there. But four five seven nine four six four. We're live out here at Frickers. If you can't make it out here with us, call into Shay at the studio and he'll relay you to us out here. You know, if it can't be held at, on the floor, where do you want it? Where should it be? I don't know. There's not a lot of options. I don't know options that's any gonna, option yeah. in town. The Air Force Museum, but that's too far for the kids to She's go. She's giving you the look. She goes, I told you an option. Oh, I know. I'm getting... <laughs> Frickers, baby. I'm getting daggers, man. That, she said bingo right there. Uh, but, yeah, we'll take your calls on suggestions of where you think it should be. But regardless of where it's at, man, that's so cool. I mean, ESPN is, is dropping Duke in North Carolina to come here. And I don't care if North Carolina is down. They would probably gladly love to be there. Uh, but I think that they see what's uh, what's so special over here. And, like, it wasn't Dickie V coming here and then him deciding, you know what, we got to come here. This was already in the works That before. has to be a first, though, if you're on game day and then you're on ESPN+. Plus. That's got to be that first. Too. But that shows you right there that it's not about the matchup. No, it's, it's clearly, you know, strictly about that. Yeah. So, all right, uh, some other, we've got a lot of catching up to do. By the way, I wish, I wish you could have been in New York with me this week. It was a, you know, Kenner versus no, the big city. I, I don't want any pictures of Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. For people that don't know the that was hilarious. That story of Gordon Byers Pyle was still giving Gordon. me stuff, man. He was laughing so hard when I texted you about that. You got it. For people that didn't know this, Justin went to New York for a... ESPN little gig, yeah, yeah little class session, whatever. But got a chance to hang out with some of the high rollers up there. But I guess your first time in the big city. Oh yeah, I, I look like it was my first time in the big. My eyes are all big. <laughs> I'm looking around like, man, this is cool. So when the uh, we're in Times Square, and I'm just taking a picture of one of the you know big buildings in the background. All of a sudden, I look up and I see Minnie Mouse sprinting at me, and then I see Clifford the big. See that indeed. I, I see Clifford the big red dog uh, sprinting at me, and Mickey Mouse sprinting at me. Uh, what? Dog, yeah. So, uh, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, but, yeah, so those little characters, Disney characters and Clifford the Big Red Dog uh, running at me. And uh, the next Kevin thing you know, the table over yeah, they, they wanted a picture. So I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let's do a picture. This will be funny. I'm in Times Square, and I got Clifford the Big Red Dog with Kenner over here and Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. So we take the picture. And next thing you know, uh, I can't understand Minnie Mouse. She's speaking Spanish, and she's yelling at me in Spanish, and, and uh, she's yelling dinero, dinero, whatever. I thought she meant dinner. I'm like, sure, I can eat, but, you know, whatever. Uh, they wanted me to pay for the picture. I'm like, I'm not paying you for the picture. So they're going off. So I look at them, and I, I bring them in, and I hit delete. I delete the picture of me and Minnie Mouse and Mickey and Clifford the Big Red Dog. The, the, Minnie Mouse continues to scream at me in Spanish, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the funniest thing. I, I'm in New York getting cussed at and screamed at. Uh, in Spanish by Mickey by Minnie Mouse, and I'm like, you know, I grew up poor. This was the closest thing to Disney World as I have ever been, and I'm getting cussed out by Walt Minnie Disney Mouse. Walt Disney would be proud. Oh my goodness! I mean, it was the that was the highlight of the trip. Uh, actually, that's not even true. There was a lot of great moments in that trip. But man, that was that was how it all. That was the first day. I mean, that was my first day getting off the plane, went to the hotel, checked in, and then walked up. I just lo- I, I put my headphones it's an in. Amazing I just walked, place walked. to. It was so cool. People watch. Yep. Uh, Bobby Carpenter uh, got to hang out with him Thursday morning. He got to he brought me on the set of first take. And, uh, and get up that morning. That was pretty cool. Get to sit and hang out. I'm sitting at a table with Jalen Rose, Jay Williams, uh, Bobby Carpenter, Greeny. I mean, and I'm just sitting there just observing, taking it all in. And, like, they're just, you know, I'm trying to blend in. So, like, they're looking at me. They'll ask me a question. I'll answer it. I'm, I'm trying not to fanboy out and everything like that. But, like, you didn't take pictures? No, I did I like, I already got cussed out by Minnie Mouse. I didn't need Jalen Rose cussing me out, too, man. Like, uh, but that was cool. Um, but, very, yeah, very neat. Very. Did you see Stephen A. when 
you were up there? Yeah, I got to see. I didn't get to take pictures with them or anything, but uh, I got to go and sit and hang out with them. My favorite part was getting to sit in on the production meetings and like and how they like it really is. It's not planned, but they. They have to know in their head coming in what the show is going to look like that day. So they say, okay, here's the first topic. Stephen A., what's your take on this? Max, what's your take on this? And if it's a pretty boring take by both, they might just nix that topic. But it's pretty interesting seeing how all of that comes together. I mean, Bobby Carpenter had the, the rundown for me. I mean, it's so detail-oriented. I mean, I'm like, man, we and you don't do anywhere oh, close so they're to this. they're on TV. They they're, can't. They can't. Yep. Screw up and look live. You and I, yep. we I mean, screw up and look live all the time. I'm watching. So during, uh, like, so during Get Up, they would put a, 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 you know, whatever, a little transition on the TV, or they'd put like a graphic up. And while the graphics up, they're having to. It's like watching musical chairs. Uh, Bobby was sprinted to one side of the table, and he went to the wrong side. And then they said, "No, Bobby, you're over here." So they're the chair from one end, and they throw the chair across, and the chair goes rolling right past. Bobby's cussing and screaming. He goes, damn it, what the heck's going on? So he's having to sprint around, coffee going everywhere, but then the camera hits him, and he's back up and smiling. I'm like, this is so cool watching all this go down, but it was really fun. It was a lot of a lot of fun. Like I told Bobby, I was like, hey, man, that's that's his job, and he was taking time to let me go sit in and, and just kind of observe and take it all in. He didn't have to do that. Bobby's a good dude. I appreciate that. But so. you got to see behind the scenes, so to speak, behind the curtain, and at a smart level, when people come in and watch us, they walk out with similar eyes rolling, going, "Wow, we thought you walk in, you sit down, turn the mic on." No. Oh no, there's, there's a lot more preparation to this than you think. You can't go in anywhere, TV, radio, and not be prepared. If you do, you're going to look like you got your pants pulled down. I will say this, and uh, Dayton has the attention of this in, you know entire country because I'm in New York, and you know, and I'm meeting different people. I, I met Will Kane and uh, Jason Fitz. And we're at one of the ESPNs hosting this party on Wednesday night. So I'm out there. And uh, someone said, they were talking college basketball, and someone said something about Dayton and Jeff Martindale. He's our ESPN radio rep um, out of New York. He goes, oh, well, we need to get our Dayton guy over here so that, you know, all of a sudden I'm being called over there. So we're just sitting at a table with Jason Fitz and Will Kane just drinking a beer, just talking UD. They're obsessed with what's going on in this city right now. And I couldn't believe it. Loudon Love's name got brought up. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but uh, Will Kane is in love with Loudon Love. They did uh, When Wright State played on Valentine's Day, they played UIC, I believe, mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day. They did a big feature on that. And, and Will Kane was joking, saying, man, I would love to have that name. I would love to have Loudon Love as my name because, because he goes, I've never had trouble with the ladies. He goes, but if I had a name like Loud and Love, it would just be even, you know, he would have even more of a blast. Just thought it was funny, but we're in New York. I'm with these guys that work in New York. San Diego State's name mentioned And they're like this. sitting here having conversations about UD and Wright State and just how special of a city we live in and, and all the success they're having. And then, you know, finding, you know, hanging out with the guys from Columbus, too, and they're talking about, you know, Ohio State's having a good year. It's an up and down year, but they're playing. They have Michigan later on today. Yeah. Top 25 matchup. So, Again, just to see the success, you know, I'm out and about. We're talking UD basketball, right? State. Up in the insane. East, though, and you hear this all the time with UD basketball about the Big East. There's a big footprint for UD in the East, and always has been back in the 50s. So there's still a lot of legacy, a lot of alumni, so to speak, up in that area mm -hmm. to still follow UD. But against San Diego State's got what two losses, one loss. You don't hear that kind of chatter about them. UD right now is. Toast to the coast. Absolutely. It was just a good time. Glad to be back. And we got a lot to get into this. I mean, I was sick that week before. Missed a lot of time in New York. We carried Red Spring training throughout the week. And that's what transitions us to this Trevor one. Trevor Bauer. He wants to pitch on every four days. Where have you heard that before? Uh, if I'm, if I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Depending on which Trevor Bauer. Was I my last year's Trevor Bauer? Maybe not. 
Uh, but if I'm Tyler Molly, I'm kind of like, hey, uh, why don't we just shut up a little bit yeah, about well, that? Yeah, he's already number six in rotation. There's one ball he gave up yesterday. It's still flying towards Scottsdale. Um, and I don't care if it's Bauer or not. If you're going to go to this ridiculous five-inning, six-inning starter, I don't need five starters. Pitch. Get out there and throw. That's what won it. One Would you be fine with a regular five-man rotation to start the year and then post-all-star no. break go to the four? You want it from the beginning? Because you got off days early in the year that are already built in. And you're um, fresher at that point. And yeah. I mean, to me, you can mix a guy in once in a while, but you got horses like Castillo and Bauer and, and those guys. I want them out there. If you're only going to go five or six, one, to me, it's an embarrassment to the pitcher's union. You want to go out there and stay out there. But why do you want to... I, what do you want an extra day rest for? I don't agree with that. And I think Bauer sometimes says too much. What he says lately is pretty accurate. But I have no problem with it. And I just had to go back to the four-man. I'd rather see four-man rotation anyway. Yeah, and they have the horses to do it. And they have the depth that if something happened, they'd be able to, you know, maybe if, if Sonny Gray misses a period of time due to injury or Castillo. He got hit hard again. I, I, I learned last year not to judge Luis Castillo in spring training, but he, he got hit pretty good. Uh, a guy like him that was working on change-ups and breaking balls, throwing pitches in counts that you don't And you would know, like, so they're not, they're not wow. stepping on the mound with the same mentality as they would. To, they're trying to win, but they're not. And they were talking about Iglesias yesterday. He came back this year Locked in shape, in. ready to go already. Well, That's last great. year he didn't throw until he got there. But as a starting pitcher, especially starters, veterans, not guys trying to make the club, they're working on certain pitches. Find the grip, find a release point, things like that. Castillo got hit hard early, and then he worked out of jams because your adrenaline kicks in and you don't want to be embarrassed. But guys like him, Gray, Bauer, DiScalfani, they're fine. I don't worry about them at all. Amiley, same thing. They're veterans. He's on the mound today. He's on the mound today. Yep. They've got some pretty good bullpen guys, too. Then there's a lot of tough decisions coming. Um, I think Senzel is still hurt. I don't think he opens the season. He'll be on the ILDL, whatever they're calling it these days. That's a problem, too, Catcher Stevenson's playing well. The shortstop, they keep saying he's two years away. Why? If you're 21 years old and you're doing what you're doing, Why? I'm Get him up here. I'm excited about Lodolo, too, to see him. Get him up uh, here. How about Shogo? I mean, Shogo's looked okay. He's I mean, okay. He, I think he'll be okay. I, I don't know if you saw and We haven't talked about it. MLB Network put out their projections for the year. They, they put out their top three. Uh, they, they put out their top three projected hitters in 2020. Uh, and Shogo, along with Trevor Story, I believe, and uh, both two hitters from... Uh, Shay, help me out. Who are the two hitters from Colorado? Um, Arenado. Arenado and... Arenado, who's the other one? Story? Story. So, yeah, Arenado, Story, and Shogo Akiyama, all three hitting over 300. 320, 317, I believe, is where they had Shogo. Can he be? I, I think he can, and here's why. Shogo has zero interest. I think the reason you're seeing batting averages drop in baseball is because everyone's up there trying to hit a home run or nothing. Shogo has zero interest run. in the power. So I think that you're going to see him hit over 300 because he's, his focus is getting on base. He's an on-base guy. Well, you know? he, can, he can get a lot of leg hits where Arenado, those guys can't. The thing for Shogo to me, it's a lot harder because you're not just changing leagues, so to speak. You're changing countries. You're yep. trying to blend in with a culture and and understand the language, and that's a lot more difficult than you think. I think he'll be fine. That third spot to me is still interesting. Um, I don't think Senzel is their opening day for injury or whatever. Who plays? The cheerleader? No, I saw enough of him again yesterday. I don't need to see Winker anymore. No, 
I don't, I don't need to see him. In fact, Jankowski to me gives you more than Winker. The guy can run, he can play defense, still left-handed hitter. Um, they should be good, but they've got a lot of tough decisions coming. Absolutely. Uh, uh, by the way, Galvis, I'm not down on Galvis. I think we're beating up on him a little bit too oh, I much. I think he's okay, but you're seeing that Garcia kid come out of here with three home runs already and a couple doubles, 21-year-old kid that looks very polished. I'm not going to overreact to guys having a bad spring, just like I'm not going to overreact to guys having a good spring. Guys like that, I mean, well, if that it, makes it sense. Well, it goes if you two ways. Uh, the veterans that are trying to make the club, you kind of go, uh, you know what Dietrich gives you. You know what Davidson gives you, the veterans. Do you buy into that Dietrich being hurt last year? That's why his second half production dropped? I it mean, could. I'm kind of hoping, because I could. liked what I saw from him in the first half. He hit a home run the other day. Um, they've got some good bench players. Yeah, I could buy into it. They kept it very quiet. I'll give it that. I would not have a problem with Galvis. It kind of quiets the Lindor thing because this Garcia kid looks a lot like Lindor. I don't care if he's 21 or he's 11. This guy can You're play. You're that high on him, huh? That's good. I haven't had a chance he to see him. He can play. So. He can field. He can throw. He can hit. He looks. I heard Wells say it the other day that even his wife, I think, made a comment, who is that guy? That he stands out that much in pregame and just in, in you know BP and stuff like that. No, I've watched him three or four times. I'd play him right now. And see, this could be a, a good thing for the Reds because we're talking about Nick Senzel being their main trade piece. But what if this kid comes in and fires along all, and right. all of a sudden? He you doesn't know, go anywhere. This kid, go this kid looks like the real deal. But then you could focus your attention elsewhere. Okay, Nick Senzel was good enough to get us potentially, you know, Francisco Lindor. Maybe we can go look at another big bat, another big position player that we could turn Nick Senzel into. Brian Hayden's got to work on getting him healthy. Uh, that's going to be the big key. Um, Pedro Strope making his debut today, too, by the way. Wade Miley making his debut for the Reds. Um, who who hit the home run the other day? Uh, was it Castellanos or was it Moustakas? One of the two. Both of them. I know Moustakas has got one or two. Um, Castellanos, they look fine. They're veterans. They're going to be fine. Um, still a couple questions behind the plate. Um, Stevenson's making a push. Do they keep three? What do they do? Maybe one of the catchers gets dealt. Uh, David Bell's got some tough calls. I'm a shoveler playing yesterday. What? They just got to rip that band I mean, off. I watched him. Overrun a ball. I watched Tebow fall down yesterday, too. That was almost sad and funny. Shebler's had his chances. He's an American League DH at best. I agree. He's triple A. He does you no good. He has no more options left, right? So that's um, a, and I don't Irvin see doesn't him either. I don't see him making the roster. Well, of uh, those two, I, I picked Philip Irvin. Irvin. I picked no Philip Irvin. Irvin's he's huge. Philip Irvin, man. He's having another good spring, but he's yeah. going to get aced out again. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of question marks, too, and we'll touch base with some stuff. And I tell you, we're going to put our order in here. No, maybe not. Uh, we're going to... <laughs> nice try, though. It was worth the shot. Um, no, and it, we're live out here at Frickers, by the way. It's our Sunday morning tailgate show, reaction to the Red Spring training. But five and seven, what's the record right now? It's Shade, help us out. People say they don't care about that. Three but, and four. Uh, again, a lot of, three and four? Eh, whatever. Uh, it's not a big deal, but uh, some you people... always want to win. You know, yeah. They're three and That's one when they have all their big bats in, so... There you go. I mean, I'm excited. I think that there's just a certain buzz about this Reds team right now in spring training, something we haven't had about them in a while, uh, and that's what's going to be fun and unique about this team moving forward. And we'll continue to follow them through spring training. Uh, we'll have uh, Red spring training action throughout the week, 7 o'clock uh, in tape. And we are going to have Moustakas and Castellanos. I got another message awesome. from Rob last week. said he hadn't forgot. So, so right now, those guys, too, starting spring, their schedule's a lot more hectic. As spring training goes on, they, their days open up a little bit more throughout once their their workouts kind of slow down, too, as spring goes on leading into the year. So their availability is going to increase, too, as we get those. It's going to be a big week into coming yeah, up. A lot of guests coming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, big big week in college basketball. I, I tell you that much, especially with the game day coming to town. We haven't even gotten to the Bengals stuff with you yet, and a, a lot to get into there. How about this? We're going to step away for a few moments on the other side of the break. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is going to end up, you know, if Dak Prescott ain't careful, you know, Tony Romo could make more than him at this point. Uh, but Tony Romo, is did, they, did CBS go overboard with paying him 17 mil a year? We'll discuss next. Justin Kenner, Mark Schlemmer, back with you here live at Frickers on 741 by the Dayton Mall. And a uh, big day uh, here today, big weekend, big week coming up uh, as we move further and further along. It's officially March. We can officially start saying March Madness is almost here because it's officially March now. Hard to believe, March 1st. Wow. So uh, we're talking a little bit of Reds. We're getting to this Tony Romo thing in a moment as we close things out here. Um, but I asked you about Aquino and your thoughts on, on, on Aquino. Look back at last season, Schlemmer. In the month of August, he hit 320. He hit 14 home runs. He had 33 RBIs. He had a slugging percentage of 767. And then you look at the, the drastic dip heading into September. He hit only 196 versus 320 in August. Uh, five home runs versus 14 in August. 14 RBIs versus 33 in August. And he had a 382 slugging percentage versus 767. It's a small sample size. It's only two months. But again, I don't know what else, you know. Compared to what you have to work with with the Winkers and the rest of the guys they brought in, I don't know how you don't throw that kid out there and say, go get him. Here's your four or five hundred at bats. Maybe he runs into thirty-five home runs for you. They adjusted to him. He adjusted back. I thought toward the end of the year, um, and every year's a guess. Everybody thought Winker was going to be a three-thirty hitter. He can't even hit two-thirty. Um, they've got a lot of moving parts. For me, Shogo plays center. Aquino goes to right. Castellanos plays left, and that's it. You want to mix some of those guys in once in a while? That's fine. Aquino's not a bad defensive guy. He runs okay, and he's going to hit eventually. Let him figure it out. You've got enough other guys around him to protect him. Um, I haven't seen a lot of him yet this year. I know he's had a great start. I think he'd be fine. I, I don't want to see them toy with him and go, well, you might be a platoon player. I don't think he can handle that. I really don't. I think he's got to be an everyday kid as at bats. You're going to get some good. You're going to get some bad. But I saw enough of him to go, okay. This shows me he's got some potential here. Winker shows me nothing. All right, well, that's going to be fun to follow as we get closer. There's, like, we don't know what the answers are. Like, we don't know what this roster is going to look like. And it's a good problem to have. Remember earlier we were talking about UD. Uh, they're in a situation where they're literally their biggest stress this week is what are we going to do at college game day? That's a good problem. It's a, it it's, is. It's and that's what the Reds are in right now, you too. You mentioned Mally. You know, good problem. It, these are good. When you are in these positions where we're talking about, and UD has never been a losing program, but I just mean, like, playing at this level is different. The Reds have been losing for a while. We're talking about problems that only good programs and good teams have, and that's, we have too much talent, we don't know what to do. Oh man, what do we do with college game day coming to town, because we're already hosting the tournament. So, it's just, it, these are fun problems to have when you're trying to balance all these cool things happening. Yeah, you got the first time. four coming, you got game day coming, you're going to have a tournament coming, City Dayton. A lot of eyes. A lot of eyes, right, and there's going to be more coming to town to do features on Anthony Grant and UD as a whole. And OB, and OB especially, and yep. It just keeps getting better and better and better. All right, we're going to have uh, Ohio State-Michigan coming up later on this afternoon. College basketball action, top 25 right there. Uh, I mean, how about that? Ohio State got a huge win last week against Maryland. They're continuing to roll. Looks like they're kind of getting back in that groove that they were at to start the season when they were beating Villanova and Kentucky. And Sparty put a whopping on Maryland last night yeah. in Maryland. <laughs> See, every, you're never able to enjoy your big wins because then that team you just beat to get the big win, they go and lay an egg the following game, and it's like, well, how good are they? Yeah, and that's what 
that's where that 10 teams out of a Big Ten comes in going, well, yeah, but look, they're beating each other up. I don't care. If you can't yeah. win that we're conference. On diff- we're on different sides on that, yeah. Oh, I granted, if yeah. you put Purdue in the Horizon or the A-10, they would be much better. Like Dick Vitale said, you don't want to play in the Big Ten, get out. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, there's no need to get out. It's, I mean, they're not being punished for being in the Big Ten. They're, no, they're that's benefiting. the thing. You get a term yeah. of 15 losses, that's a problem. So, hey, it was nice meeting you. Thank you for coming out. Yep. Appreciate it. Go Flyers. All right, so uh, and that actually said it. How did it sound coming out? Did it sound like Tim Kirk? Uh, it's like, go Raiders! We got to pull that, man. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was, yeah, ago. out of nowhere. It wasn't just the old yeah. drag, Raiders. A few years ago, we were doing the show uh, from Detroit for Motor City Madness. It was Wright State was in the title game, and we had uh, Tim Kirkshin join us from spring training, and he asked where we were at. We said, we're here for Wright State. And, so he told him to give us a Go Raiders. Well, he gave us a really dull, boring one before I said, Tim, you, you can't go out like that. So he gave us a very passionate Go Raiders. We'll have that for you this week. We're going to Indy for that, the tournament yep. if they're in the finals. If they're in the finals, yep, that's going to be on the 10th. Last thing on the way out, Tony Romo, 17 mil a year to call NFL and CBS. I have no issue with it. People are pissed. People, there's Josh NFL Norman, players. I think, was a guy who said an announcer shouldn't make more than a player's. Well, good point. Well, maybe. Hey, um, it's your value. I've never tuned in to a game for an announcer, but I will say this. I have tuned out to a game for an announcer. Tony Romo, go get your money, man. It was a bidding war between him, ESPN, ESPN. People asking me who they think we're going to get. I think... Uh, Look out for Pat McAfee, man. I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan. I got to hang out with him this past week in New York, too, by the way. Peyton Manning will be your first shot. Peyton Manning should be their first shot, but don't be surprised if Pat McAfee ends up doing as well. But, yeah, don't be mad at Tony Romo making that money. You may. I heard a lot of people, uh, got a lot of tweets yesterday. I've never tuned into a game for an announcer, but I promise you, you've probably tuned out of a game for one. That's the value of Tony Manning Romo. Manning wants right to there. be an owner, I think. Yeah. I think he wants to be like Elway, be a GM, be an owner. So that might prevent that. But I think he's their first choice. If not, McAfee's an interesting name. Yeah, he's different. He's definitely that. All right, folks, that wraps it up. Welcome back, by the way. I know it's only for a little bit of a visit here, but I'm glad you're Get back. Glad we, can, glad we can hang out for a bit. Let's go eat some lunch and have some fun. Uh, folks. This week, a lot to get in. We're going to be joined by a lot of the guys from College Game Day as we build towards College Game Day coming to UD next Saturday. If people want to know where Byers is. He's on about the fifth hole now down in Florida. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, yeah. He's been cooped up too much this winter, man. Now he's going on cruises, going golfing. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have the College Game Days on throughout the week. I got to get permission because I heard that there's only one station in town that does Flyers talk, so I got to make sure that we're allowed to talk Flyers. So, hopefully, do you think we'll get permission to talk Flyers? I don't know. Well, We've got to get it from Sloppy, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. So we've got to get a couple. <laughs> All right, folks, good stuff. Thank you for hanging out with us here on this Sunday morning. That wraps it up for us. Uh, thank you here, everyone at Frickers, for hanging out with us and uh, letting us do what we do. In fact, I saw that they brought up the March Madness bracket over here. They're going to want us to fill that out whenever we get to, uh, to Selection Sunday. We're, already getting, we're feeling it. We're feeling March is in the air. All right, until next week, this has been our Sunday morning tailgate show on 1410 ESPN Radio.